Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Timothy chapter number six. First Timothy chapter number six. And I want to read several verses here, beginning with verse one. First Timothy chapter number six, and uh, we'll begin with verse one. And say I'm glad to see all of you in the house of the Lord this evening. And I feel that the Lord has something for us tonight. Would you come hungry? Let me try that again. Did you come hungry for the Lord? Praise God. First Timothy chapter number 6 and verse 1. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. That the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved. Partakers of the benefit, these things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the doctrine which he is according to godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strives of words. Whereof cometh envy, strife, and railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, From such withdraw thyself, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith, Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I want you to note something here in verse 11 and verse 12. But thou, O man of God, flee. Then he says, follow. And then he says, fight. Flee, follow, fight. The good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. 
And I want to just use those words as my text and title here tonight. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Let's lift up our hands once again to our Savior tonight and let's pray for his blessing, his touch, his anointing upon the remainder of our service this evening. Jesus, we need you. God, we felt your presence all throughout this day, this service this morning, and also here tonight. We felt your presence, your glory, your anointing, and I pray, God, that you would help us, God, to follow after you and be led of your spirit. God, have your way and will. God, in what remains of this service, I pray that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Let's give thanks unto the Lord and praise unto Him right now. Come on, let's really love the Lord and give thanks to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for standing and you may be seated. I want to start by making a statement that I'm certain that all of us are aware of, but it's something that needs to be underscored from time to time. You know, there's certain principles in living for God that we have to hear them again and again. Uh, there's certain things that we have to reiterate and uh, we have to be reminded of, and it has to be renewed to our consciousness. And that is that only the determined will be saved. I want to let that resonate. I want to let that settle in. I know it sounds real simple, but uh, sometimes we forget it. Only those that are determined are going to be saved. That person that vacillates, that person that is passive, that person that is inactive or casual, they're not going to inherit eternal life. But only the person that has grit, only the individual that really has decided within themselves that I have made up my mind. How many knows there's power in a made up mind? And I have determined and I prayed through to a place in God that I am just not going to be lost. I've made up my mind that I'm going to be saved. Bible talks about putting our hand to the plow and never looking back. And it tells us that they that endure it to the end, the same shall be saved. You have to make up your mind and you have to be determined. And I would, I would propose to you that you have to again and again uh, come back and say, God, I've made up my mind. And that may be the only thing that you have to go on is just uh, that you've got your mind made up. You may not feel it. You may not have the inspiration that you want or desire. You, you may not have anything that you can see that points ahead. But if you've got a made up mind, you can and you will ultimately be saved. Praise the Lord. And that's what it takes. Old timers used to say about children that maybe had a little something about them that was uh, you know, some people might call it stubborn uh, or self-will about them, a little grit. They would say that they had syrup in their bucket. I don't know exactly what that means. 
You know, I've heard elderly people make that statement, a kid, that uh, maybe, you know, uh, just a little hard to handle, uh, maybe a little self-willed, uh, and just a little rowdy. They would say, I, I like that kid. He's got a little syrup in his bucket. Well, I don't know exactly what that means, but I can tell you this, that it takes that in living for God. You've got to have something down on the inside that you've got your mind made up. I know that discouragement is going to come. I know there's going to be disappointments in life. I know there's going to be times that I'm going to wonder uh, what's going on. And I may not be able to quite understand everything that is taking place. But I am still going to serve the Lord and trust Him and have faith and keep following after Him and know that the choice that I made at an altar was the right choice and I'm not going back to debate it. I'm not going back to change it. It's not up for any discussion. I've just got a made-up mind and I'm going to make it through. Hallelujah. I, I, again, I, I know that seems elementary, but it is what it takes to be saved, folks. You've got to get in this thing with your mind made up that I am going to serve God. Amen. And whatever He asks or requires of me, I am going to be led by Him and obedient to Him because I want to make heaven my home. I used to laugh at, at, at people that in testimony serves, Lord, we don't do that much anymore. And there's a reason for it. But uh, uh, we used to have testimony services. And, and, uh, and, you know, people that we thought didn't have a lot to say or maybe they had their little pat testimony. I know as a kid you, you had to kind of be ready because they would call on you back in those days. You know what I'm talking about? They'd point, Brother, Brother Jason, stand up and give a testimony. And I had my pat testimony. And uh, I'd go, I, I thank the Lord for everything he's done for me. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. And pray for me, I make heaven my home. You had to put that in there. Pray for me, I make heaven my home. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody? Have, yeah, yeah, you testified like that too, didn't you? Pray for me, I make heaven my home. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, all the praying that somebody else does for me, I need it. But I have to do some praying for myself that I make heaven my home. And if I'm going to make heaven my home, it's going to take more than the prayers of my mother and my father and the other saints in the church. It's going to take a made-up mind on my part. Amen. That I have determined within myself that I'm going to be saved and I'm going to live for God and I'm going to continue in His kingdom until He comes. Can you say praise the Lord to that? But there's many things that we have to overcome in living for God, many obstacles, and I want to deal with a few of those. Uh, first of all, you have a perennial enemy, the devil. Uh, there's many different titles and, and things, names that we use uh, uh, to talk about the devil and describe him. The scripture describes him in many different ways. He's a tempter in Matthew chapter 4. He's an accuser in Revelation chapter 12. He's the hinderer in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 is the deceiver. He's the adversary in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. He's the destroyer in Psalm 17. And he's the wicked one in Ephesians chapter 6. And we know he's likened to many things to describe him. 
writers would use certain things that we knew to, to reveal what he was like. He's likened unto a lion in, in certain passages of Scripture. Also, a wolf and then a fowl that sweeps down and takes the seed of the Word of God and steals it away before it can take root in the heart of people. He's also likened to a serpent in the Word of God. We also read that he transformed himself into an angel of light. And uh, deceiver uh, is one of the things that he is known for. But there is a scriptural method for handling the devil. The Bible tells us in the book of James, chapter number 4 and verse 7, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Now that seems straightforward and simple enough, but you'd be surprised how many folks struggle with that simple statement of submitting themselves to God. Submitting yourself to God is more than just uh, yielding to Him when it's convenient. It's more than just submitting to Him when you know what the outcome is going to be. It's more than just uh, surrendering to Him when you're in trouble or you've got problems. Most people know how to pray when they've got problems. Most people, when tragedy strikes or a crisis arises, uh, then there's no problem with, with turning to God and crying out to the Lord. But we have to submit our will to God uh, even when it seems that everything is going fine in our lives. When everything, uh, amen, may be rocking along just right uh, and smoothly, it's then that really it is a test to us to submit our will and submit ourselves under the hand of God and be obedient to His Word. And we understand that through doing that, uh, that we receive power and authority. That is the Word of God. When we submit ourselves to the Lord and we're obedient to Him, there's blessings that come to our life. And you cannot bypass this step and defeat the devil. You cannot bypass this step and be victorious. You cannot bypass this step and have, uh, amen, an overcoming life and be triumphant in your trials. Amen. But you have to submit yourself to God, I would say, every day of your life. Not just when trouble comes, but in the high times, in the good times. While on the mountaintop or in the valley, you submit yourself to God and say, God, I want to do your will today. Amen. And when tomorrow gets here, I'll worry about that. But I want to do your will and serve you and submit Submit myself to you because I know that there's power and there's authority and there's dominion over the enemy when I submit myself to God. How do I know that? Because the very next statement in this verse says resist the devil. First of all, I got to submit myself to God and then I have the power to resist the devil. Amen. If you're not submitted to God, you don't have power to resist temptation. If you're not submitted to the will of God, uh, amen, when the enemy comes up like in like a flood, there'll be no standard to raise against him. There'll, no, there'll be no power to overcome him. But uh, all of us in our flesh, in our ability, you know sometimes when things are going real good for us, 
we think that we're strong in our flesh. And it's only when tragedy strikes or a situation arises or a trial comes, a test that we realize just how weak we are in the flesh. Well, let me just save you a lot of trouble and let you know tonight uh, that no one in this place is a match for the enemy in your flesh or by yourself. Not one of us in this building can withstand and uh, can defeat the enemy of our soul just in our own might or our own strength. But we all need the power of the Spirit of God to help us. We all need the strength that comes through the help of the Lord. Amen. We know that it's the blood that defeats him. We know that it's the name that defeats him. Oh, I thought I had a witness in this house. Amen. It's not flesh or anything that you have done or your own abilities or your own might or your own strength. Am I being too simple for you tonight? I'm just preaching to you what I feel like the Holy Ghost has laid on my heart and telling you that you've got to submit yourself to God and surrender yourself to Him. And when you do, you're putting on the strength of the Lord. When I surrender my will in an altar, when I get up from that place... I'm not walking in my own might. I'm not walking in my own strength. But I'm living in the power of the Spirit. And where the Spirit is, amen, there's liberty and freedom and authority and dominion. Amen. There's power where the Holy Ghost is working. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to Him right now. I have the power to resist Resist the devil. First Peter chapter number four or chapter number five tells us whom resist steadfast in the faith. What do I resist him with? I put my faith in God, not in my flesh, not in my not in my abilities, not in what I am capable of doing, but I put faith in God and trust in God. I resist him through the word of the Lord. The psalmist told us that I hide the word of the Lord in my heart so that I will not sin against him. The devil can't handle the word of God. He knows that there's authority that comes through the word of God. He knows that there's something forever settled about the word of God. He cannot change it. He cannot circumvent it. He cannot bypass it. The word of God stands. And he's afraid of a saint of God that knows the word of God. When you stand up and you begin to quote in the devil's face the word of God just like Jesus did when he was in the wilderness being tempted and he said it is written there's something that knocks back the enemy and the devil when you come against him with the word. Amen. You need to stand up sometime and say, oh perfect love casteth out all fear devil. You're not going to put fear on me. Amen. There is now no condemnation in them that are in Christ Jesus. You're not going to put condemnation on me. Amen. We, we read in the word devil that he is the healer of all our diseases. You're not going to put this sickness on me. I have the word of God to stand on. I had the word of God to trust in. And the word of God can defeat the enemy. Amen. 
Praise God. What about that old weapon? That old weapon that some people let grow dusty and dull. And that is prayer. There's something about praying and touching God. What does it do? It subdues this flesh and it helps us to realize how desperately we need Him. And the more we pray, the more we realize we need Him. And the more He begins to speak to us and direct us and lead us. And as He does, amen, we feel the power and the strength of the Spirit. When we're renewed through prayer, the Holy Ghost comes in those prayer meetings and renews us and refreshes us. Oh, child of God, you need to get into prayer. You need to get, don't, don't try to live for God without praying. Don't try to live just according to the rules and the regulations and, and just the commandments without praying. You'll never be successful. But you ever get into a love affair with God where you're praying and basking in the presence of the Lord? That makes living for God easy. It's difficult when you don't pray. It's a struggle when you don't pray. It's hard to find the will of God and stay in the will of God when you don't pray. But when you pray and it's easy to follow the will of God. You're sensitive to the Spirit of God. You know the direction that God wants you to take when you're praying like you need to. Hallelujah. And the devil fears a praying church. We can overcome the enemy through prayer. That's how we resist him. And the Bible says that when we resist in these ways, that he will flee from us. Now, I want to I insert something right here. And that is a lot of times we think that that is always immediately. Well, I must not be doing something right because he hasn't, turned, tucked tail, and ran from me immediately. It hasn't happened immediately. I still feel the attack. I still am in the struggle. I still feel like that uh, I haven't got the breakthrough just yet. Well, I was reading today that, and, and I knew this, but I just had to be reminded of it, that most theologians believe that the trial the trial of Job, of course we know that it was a protractive trial there, but, but many theologians believe from the time that it started until the real victory came in his life and until God completely restored him of the losses that he encountered through that trial, it was about a one-year period at least. And if that be so, then there was a lot of resisting. There was resistance of doubt and unbelief that God was not hearing his prayers. There was resistance of voices around him that was trying to tell him to give up and just surrender in defeat. There was a lot of things to resist, but he stayed steadfast. Amen. He continued steadfast and said, God, I'm going to believe you and trust you that you're in control and keep resisting, keep Fighting, in other words. Amen. I've laid hold of something. And I'm not quitting. And I'm not giving up in the process. 
this trial is going to be over at some point and when I get out on the other side I'll be a better man I'll be a better person I'll be more like you amen whatever it is I want to get the gains out of it and I want to receive the blessing out of it and I want God amen to not charge you foolishly help me God to watch my words help me to watch my attitude and keep on resisting and keep on resisting and keep on resisting I'm here to tell somebody it may be a long trial that you're in but I want to tell you just like Job if you keep resisting victory's coming I said victory is coming for somebody that will continue to resist come on let's give praise to the Lord right now Oh, I know, I know, I know. That wasn't what everybody was wanting to hear tonight. I know that that perhaps is not not really encouraging to some. But I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost tonight, what I feel is that you need to continue to stay on the battlefield and keep resisting and know that God heard you. Just like he told Daniel the first time you prayed, I heard you. And I dispatched angels. But there was the prince of Persia that rose up and encountered Michael and he's been resisting him since the first prayer you prayed but hang on Daniel victory's coming I said victory's coming don't give up I come to tell somebody in landmark don't stop now my brother you're closer to victory than you've ever been before somebody ought to shout right now somebody ought to praise God right now somebody ought to leap for joy right now somebody ought to raise their voice with triumph right now keep resisting keep resisting keep resisting Amen. I've submitted to the word. Amen. I've submitted myself to God. Amen. Now I'm going to resist. And I know at some point he's going to flee. I'm going to put him on the run. Discouragement's going to have to go. Depression's going to have to go. Oh, the thing I've been fighting against is going to have to go. If I'll just keep resisting, don't quit the fight now. Will you hear me in the Holy Ghost tonight? When I, I don't know how else to do it. I just know how God moves on me. I don't know how he does it with everybody else. And I stand sometimes astounded at how God uses men. But I just am familiar with how he does it in my life. But what I was preaching just now, and I mentioned the word Depression. It was something just kind of caught with me right there and just kind of hooked into something right there. And when I feel that, I don't know how else to do it, but just kind of stay on it and ride it on down to the ground. Amen. I'm going to tell you, depression is not a figment of people's imagination. And just because you've never been depressed doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Because we think, just because we've never gone through it, we can't relate to somebody that may face it. And thank God, I've not been a depressive person, and I appreciate and thank God for that. But I have known people that battle with depression. And I think, I'm not saying that depression itself is always connected to a spirit, but I think definitely 
that the enemy can use that to get an inroad. And when people are battling with depression, it gives the devil a little inroad or a door to use of entry. Does that make sense to you? Amen. And, and he, 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 can, he can edge his way in because in our depression and in our fears and in our doubts and, and, and the things that we struggle with, whatever it may be, that offers sometimes a little edge to the enemy to try to get in and, uh, and try to make entry into a person's life. And he tries to take up space that is not his. And a lot of times the enemy is living rent-free in people's minds. Oh, yeah. I said you allow the enemy to live rent-free in your mind. You've believed his lies that you'll never overcome, that you'll never be better, that you'll never rise above it. And I'm just telling you that is a lie from the pits of hell. Amen. He is an accuser of the brethren. Amen. And so when he comes, he comes with accusation. If that, he, he just throws mud on the wall and whatever sticks. Amen. He, he doesn't know your thoughts. He can't read your mind, but he is a studier of your actions. And when you mope around, amen, and accept that, well, that must be the truth. Amen. You need to realize that's the enemy talking, and that's certainly not what God thinks of me, and that's not the voice of God in my life. Life. And when it's doubt and unbelief and fear, it's of the enemy. And it's God that, that operates in the realm of faith. It's God's word that I need to lay hold on to. It's God's word that I need to accept. I'm going to quit accepting defeat and depression and the spirit of fear. And I'm going to rise up in faith. Come on, resist steadfast in the faith. Amen. Stand up in faith and say, no more, devil. No more. I'm not going to worry with this anymore. I'm not going to let you beat me down with this anymore. I'm not going to let you live rent-free in my mind anymore. But I'm rising in faith. Oh, let's lift up our hands and let's give praise to the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Reach over and pray with somebody right now. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, I just felt it all day. I've been, I've been bombarded with that all day long of people struggling with feelings of unworthiness and shame and guilt and depression. That's an enemy, a man of hell that's trying to defeat you before you ever get out of the starting blocks, before you ever get to the place that God has for you and the blessings that God wants to give to you. I'm going to 
I'm going to tell you what's going to happen tonight. God's going to reveal to you a path of peace. Amen. And we're going to have the peace of Almighty God. You know what the Bible said about the Holy Ghost? It said it's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost gives us the ability to be righteous. It gives us joy in our soul, but it also brings peace to you. When you got the Spirit of God, you don't have to fret. You don't have to worry. You don't have to live under dread. You don't have to wonder whether or not does God love me? Does God care for me? Is God concerned? Has He forsaken me? I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there's a peace that comes. Amen. That you understand I'm a child of God. I have the spirit of almighty God in my life. I'm the one that he died for and shed his blood for so that I can live in victory. Come on, we can take authority over that right now. If you believe it, in Jesus' name, why don't you lift up your hands again to him and let's pray. There's people in this place that need victory over that. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, precious God, precious God, precious God. Come on, if you want victory tonight, and if you feel to, I don't have to go any further. I want you to step out where you are, amen, and make your way to this altar. If you want victory of what I'm talking about tonight, it's available for you. I said it's available for you. It's available for you. God can do it for you tonight. Come on, church. I need you to lift up your voice in prayer. I need you to be intense about what we're what we're what we're doing right here. I, I need I need some people to put some prayer on this and help me right now in the Holy Ghost because God really does want to give some people victory tonight. You need joy in your relationship with God. You need joy in your relationship with God. God. That thing that was intended to defeat you, God right now is going to give you victory over. That plan that the devil had is going to be foiled tonight. The Holy Ghost has interrupted everything here tonight, but that is the that is the best thing that could happen in this service is for us to let the Holy Ghost have its way. And if you're willing to admit it, and if you're willing to lay it on the altar, and if you're willing to cast your cares upon Him, He's able to move upon you. He's able to touch you right now.
tonight, give us peace. God, you're the God of all comfort, the scripture says. You are a right God. Oh, to touch us. Come on, let's raise the intensity level around here just a little bit. Oh, come on, we're not near done in the Holy Ghost right now. But there's more that God wants to do and he wants to help us, amen, to achieve in the spirit here tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, oh, Holy Ghost, have your way. Thank you, Lord. Come on. We need to be focused on heaven right now. That's where our help comes from. Hallelujah. That's where our help comes from right now. Oh, in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Help me pray. Move about and pray with one another. As you feel led of the Holy Ghost, pray with another. Hallelujah. As you feel directed of the Holy Ghost, pray with another person. God's wanting to move. God's wanting to help people. God's wanting to break some things in the lives of people. Hallelujah, wanting to give victory. Hallelujah, wanting to give folks their joy back. Hallelujah, God, there's joy. There's joy that can come in our relationship with God. Oh, there's a peace that can come in our relationship with God. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, God. Come on. Let a cry go forth from this house. Oh, yes. Let a prayer be unleashed from this house. Let something deep take place. Let a well spring up. Hallelujah. Pray and seek the face of God. God is able to move. God is able to work. God is able to help folks in this house. God is able to heal people far beyond just the physical. God is able to reach down and touch the mind. He's able to touch the brokenhearted. He's able to renew the spirit of individuals. He's able to restore things that go deep beyond the surface. God is able to touch and heal and make whole and make complete. Amen. You'll never reach your potential in God until you get that healing of the inner man. You'll never be all 
all that you can be until you get that healing of the inner man until you're whole on the inside you'll never be able to reach to what you could be in God but God wants to do it for you tonight God wants to do it for you tonight God wants to give you strength his virtue is here his help is here his strength is here come on church pray with me trust in you Lord I trust in you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus come on I want you to right now I want you to connect with somebody and agree with them we're going to pray a collective prayer here tonight I feel like there's something that God wants to break off of some folks maybe even this entire church body amen Oh, I want you to connect with somebody right now. Help me pray. Help me pray. Oh, if you know how to get in the Holy Ghost, get in the Holy Ghost tonight. If you know how to pray in the Spirit, and if God will lead you into it, yield to it right now and pray in the Spirit. Jesus, right now in your name, I pray healing of the inner man. I pray make the inner man whole tonight. Far beyond what the physical eye can see. Reach down to the hearts of people. Make us whole. Make us whole. Make us whole. Heal. Deliver. Oh, set people free in their minds. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes. Reveal the lies of the enemy for what they are. And let your truth triumph tonight. Oh, let victory come to the minds and the hearts of your people tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, there's something deep taking place. Oh, there's something powerful taking place here. Somebody needs to get in the current and the flow of it right now. Come on, we're going to shift gears in just a moment. But I feel like getting just a couple of more on board with me right now. Oh, God has a healing touch for somebody. Oh, yes, God has a healing touch for somebody. And I'm not just talking about physical maladies. I'm talking about He's able to restore spiritually. He's able to help us. Amen. And the defeat 
uh, that has been in our minds, he's able to remove that attitude and that spirit and attitude of defeat that has bombarded us and kept us and held us back. Amen. God's able to heal that and make us whole tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, it's that time right now. We need to shift gears and somebody needs to in victory claim it. Right now, in, in believe in God and in faith, you need to worship and thank God. Oh, that you're doing a work in my life. Oh, that I believe in you, that you're giving me the victory. I've shed tears over it. I've repented about it. Now, I believe in God that you're able to make me whole. That you're able to heal me completely. I'm no longer going to walk out with the same condemnation, the same shame and guilt and spirit of doubt and unbelief on me. But tonight, I'm walking out, amen, rejoicing in the Lord. I'm walking out with victory. I'm walking out Amen. With a shout of praise that God heard me, that God worked in my life. Somebody needs to shout. Somebody needs to praise Him. Somebody needs to claim it right now. Somebody needs to rejoice in the Lord in faith right now. Somebody needs to believe that God is able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now in your name. In Jesus' name. you for it. Uh, come on, some of you aren't there yet. Uh, amen. Sometimes you got to move out uh, and you got to do it uh, regardless of how you feel physically. You got to worship God. You got to praise Him and say, Lord, I'm believing and trusting you that you have done a work in me. I'm claiming it in faith right now. I'm rejoicing in faith right now. I'm praising in faith right now. Is anybody willing to take your praise and your worship to the faith level and say, God, I don't have to see it to believe it. I know that your word is true. I know, amen, what you've done for me tonight. And I'm going to claim it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, God. I thank you, God. I exalt you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we clap our hands to him right now? And when God does something for you, God gives you a victory. You got to you got to close the door on the enemy ever being able to come back through that same point of entry. 
So now I'm going to seal that off. No more through that. Not that I won't have other challenges or I may not have other areas that I fight the devil with. But no more am I going to struggle in that area. I'm sealing that off. Amen. I'm closing the door. Amen. The Bible tells us that in Scripture during the Old Testament where cities had walls around them, there was a time when they opened the gate and there was a time that they shut the gate. Time they closed it. And then, if you read in there in certain places, there were certain instances where the Lord instructed them, said, don't open that gate up until the sun be hot. It's in the book of Nehemiah. What does that mean? Well, there's going to be some days there's going to be a blanket of fog. And until the sun be hot, until the sun's up and burns off the fog, don't open the gate because an enemy might be able to slide in unaware. He might be able to slip in with the rest unaware. Until you can see clearly, don't open that gate back up. I'm going to tell you, there's a time when you've got to close some things off and say, you know what? I'm not going to open myself back up to that. I'm not going to yield myself to that because that's been a point of entry for the enemy to, to attack my mind and my spirit. Amen? And you may have to, you may have to close off some things and cut off some things, but if necessary, to stay victorious, it'd be worth it, wouldn't it? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, faith is too precious to let somebody talk me out of it all the time. Amen. I, I have dear family members that I love. But man, you know, you get around three or four days, five days. Oh, Lord, you feel like you've got to pray through to get the faith back up. It's not like they're trying to tempt you to sin or anything, but it's just like, man, Lord Jesus, what else is wrong? Amen. Get you down in the gutter. When I, I'm going to tell you, you got to make sure that you're elevated. You ever seen at the, at the hospital or certain hotels and places, they got areas that they don't give access to with those elevators. You can't ride this to the bank. Who would want to go to the basement in a, in a hospital anyway? That's where the morgue is. I'm not going down there until I quit breathing. I'm not riding that thing. You know what I tell people? If you want to ride to the bottom, I'm not. My elevator gets off. Amen. Before we get to the bottom. Amen. I got to get off this. I'm not going to ride this thing down to the bottom. I'm not going to let you talk me out of faith. And I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you wallow me down in defeat uh, amen I'm living in victory I'm living in faith believing God for his promises does uh, anybody feel that way why don't you give him a wave offering right now before we leave tonight hallelujah the promises of God are yea and amen my brother if he made you a promise you may not have it just yet but keep on believing Job keep on resisting